Well, good afternoon. Uh, let me uh, formally welcome each one personally. Thank you so much for coming out today on a Saturday and uh, thank you for your encouragement. And uh, it's certainly an honour uh, to uh, have an ordination service. And I just wanted to share one verse of scripture as we begin. And you might like to turn there in Genesis chapter 24. As I was thinking and praying what to share this afternoon with so much to say, the Lord led me to Genesis chapter 24 and verse number 27. And some of you might recall the story of Abraham sending his servant to find a wife for Isaac. And uh, these are certainly wonderfully miraculous verses of God's working. And when the servant looked back and was amazed at how God had led him to the right place at the right time to find the right bride, uh, he worshipped the Lord and he praised God And as a testimony, he said in verse 27, towards the end, he said, I being in the way, the Lord led me. The Lord led me. Uh, Though I do apologise, my testimony won't be that short this afternoon. Uh, It is the same spirit that uh, the Lord is the one who deserves to be praised. Uh, He is the one that I would like to bless this afternoon and to give glory to, because uh, I haven't done anything great. Uh, Please don't think that an ordination service is about the one ordained. It is about the Lord who has led me here. And I was just in the path that he put me on, and he is the one who deserves the glory. And uh, so I'd like to begin by praising the Lord for saving my parents first, before I was saved. That set me already on the path of salvation. I was a lost man. I was living in Sydney. And little did I know in Canberra, God was doing the miraculous. He brought my mum and dad uh, to an independent Baptist church where they heard for the first time the gospel and the pastor um, who was faithful to visit them uh, led them to the Lord. And, uh, And so when I visited them from Sydney... You can imagine my shock to see how they had changed. Uh, You know, they'd spoken about, James, go to church in Sydney, find a place to go, it'll be good for you, that kind of thing in the past. But now they were excited about God themselves. Uh, They were reading their Bibles. Uh, They were watching prophecy videos. And uh, more concerningly, they they were telling me that they were going to be baptized the week after. So I thought, well, I'd better go along and see what kind of cult they got sucked into. And, uh, and so the next Sunday, I went with them and found out that it wasn't them, who they, who were in trouble. It was, in fact, me. Uh, they knew where they were going when they were going to die and they were full of joy, but I was full of fear. As the gospel was preached, uh, God challenged me and the Lord wanted me to go forward during the invitation. I know that, but I resisted. I resisted, but aren't you glad that God is long-suffering and he is patient and though I resisted that invitation, a couple in that church in Canberra gave me another invitation right here to Metropolitan Baptist Church and as I turned to the back, I was amazed as a lost man 
but it was just a couple of suburbs away from where I was living here on the North Shore. And so God, without me knowing it at the time, was leading me in the way. And I praise him and thank him for his goodnesses to me to lead me here, to lead me through these doors, to get my attention through the faithful preaching, thank you, Pastor, of the Gospel, to challenge me about my salvation. Many of you here this afternoon did. Uh, I remember Brother James uh, being faithful to pick me up each Sunday uh, to seat me between his two children on the back seat. You know, that takes some faith, amen? Picking up a stranger. So as I've said so often, uh, the church family loved me before I was saved. And, uh, And then on May the 7th, 2005, when I was back in Canberra, Um, I thank God my parents continued to challenge me about my salvation. I was still lost, convincing myself I was already a Christian and my mum had the last say. Amen, mothers? Uh, As they ought to. And she challenged me and that night I repented of my sins and personally received the Lord Jesus Christ as my saviour. 7th of May, 2005. So thank you, mum. And... uh, Thank you, church family. Well, life was never the same. The Lord gave me new desires and I have to admit they weren't my own because at times I didn't want to tell anyone what was in my heart. But I remember telling Brother James, I said, well, if no one has told me the gospel in in my past, the people around me, well, that means they don't know it themselves. And so the Lord just laid on my burden to preach, to preach to my friends, to my family, to everyone who came across my path. And those old desires started to die, the desire to have a career, the desire to continue to, to make money and, and uh, have experiences of the world. They started to die down and I couldn't fully explain why, but I do know why now. But I wanted to serve the Lord with my life. That was my burning desire. And I had no clue as a young person, a young Christian, how to do that. And I remember Pastor and other men in the church and other Christians encouraging me, just stay on the path that God has set you on. Just delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so the Lord continued to lead me along the way. At the end of that first year I was saved, there was a Bible college graduation conference and uh, that's when the Lord challenged me about surrendering to the ministry and to go to Bible college to train and to study and I surrendered and God didn't call and so I had to surrender then to do whatever God wanted me to do regardless of how burning that desire was. Well as you could figure out it wasn't long after that that the Lord said in Mark chapter 1 verse 17 come ye after me and I will make you to become fishers of men and then in the very next verse he told me what to do the next day at work forsake your nets and come follow me. And so I went into Bible college, jumped into the deep end, and I tell you what, I had no idea what to expect, no idea where I was going. My workmates were telling me that I was crazy, and half the time I believed them. I remember one of them asking me, so what are you going to do after Bible college? They wanted me to stay on at that company, and I said, well, I, I don't know. You know, it's a humbling thing to have to admit. But then I was able to say, the Lord will show me. The Lord will show me. And I had that to hang on to and and God was faithful to provide. 
to help me through those college years, to teach me his word. Uh, You know, it had to be a miracle because I passed uh, the subject of Greek. And so you know that God is at work when you pass. Amen? Well, we need him at Bible college. And I just want to praise God for, for helping me through those very difficult, very difficult years. But it was an essential time of preparation. And I just want to share something. You know, it can be very lonely at Bible college as a young adult. Uh, I remember getting saved and one of the first thoughts that came to my mind was, praise God, I didn't marry a lost person. Praise God, I didn't marry the wrong person. Now I can get married to a good Christian young lady. And I was on the search. Then God called me into the ministry and so it was three years of Bible and books and I was getting lonely. And many times I... I, I prayed that like Abraham sent his servant out, that God would, would uh, go out and, and find for me a bride. Well, little did I know that the Holy Spirit was already at work uh, calling my wife-to-be home from the other side of the world. Uh, uh, bringing her back to Sydney. And uh, I just thank God for his faithfulness. And he's the one that has led me in the way. And I'm so glad that I didn't go out to try and find someone on my own and make a mess of things. Of course, I'm tearing up because of the blessings that I enjoy today. I thank God for a wife who's a soul winner, a wife who has a love for children, a wife who has gifts for the ministry, though I didn't see them at first. So God knew. And young people, make sure you stay in the way, on the path that God has set you on. I'd hate to think what I would have done if I went my own way. Well, I praise God as he prepared us together in marriage and then we trained and waited here that uh, about four years later, the Lord, uh, believe it or not, led us back to the same church we visited on our honeymoon in far north Queensland. Who would have ever thought? And as this servant was here in chapter 24, I'm still amazed at how God works in every detail of our lives, divinely. And so we went up to far north Queensland, to the city of Cairns, to a church that was in need of a pastor. And God had called us up there and uh, once again we were thrown into the deep end. And I tell you what, uh, at times I felt like I was drowning. But I thank God for the training I received at SBBC. I thank God for those who supported us and prayed for us here, here in this church and other churches, some of you here this evening. And the Lord used that time to certainly feel a need that we had to grow closer to God, to trust Him more by faith, to look to Him to do miracles in places that I didn't think they could be done. And so the Lord was growing us. I know the church needed a pastor, but we needed the church. And um, time doesn't allow for me to share those blessings, for four and a half years while we were there, 
but I thought we would be there for the rest of our lives. We went up with that intention, but until the Lord closed the door for us to stay, that's when I realised that God may have had another plan. Well, we returned to New South Wales in 2017, back here to our home church, and that was a challenging time. You know, it's easy to follow the Lord when you know you're on the right track, you're on the right path. But there were times when I was back in Sydney where I thought I'd gone out of the way and, uh, and uh, that's how I felt. Uh, though I knew that that's what God wanted us to do, to be back here, God used that time to reconfirm his calling to the ministry. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. I wish I would have read that verse more closely and understood what it meant to be a prophet unto the nations. Maybe that would have helped as I prayed about what to do next, where God would have sent us next. And I know how Abraham's servant felt in verse 13, standing by the well. Uh, Lord, where do you want us to go? There are so many places that have needs. There are so many places in our country that need churches. Lord, what would you have us to do next? Lord, you need to lead me in the way. Well, we were right here in church on a Sunday morning uh, in 2018 when missionary Gilbert Anger came to preach for his last time here. And uh, just before he preached, by God's divine providence, uh, a prayer letter from the Surrett family was read out. And in that letter, Francois Surrett asked if there would be anyone that would be willing to pray about coming to Mauritius for up to a year uh, to help the church while the family was, in he- was here in Australia. Well, then Brother Anger got up to preach and you know what came next, amen? And he even said in the message, who is going to go to Mauritius? Who is going to go over there? Some of you have been trained, he said. Some of you are just sitting there. And I was looking around at myself. <laughs> Some of you have been called and gifted. What are you doing for God? And I'll tell you what, I was heartbroken after that message. But the best moment came when we arrived home in our garage and my dear wife turned to me and she said, James, maybe we need to pray about going to Mauritius. Now, I know that husbands are meant to lead but when your, hus- when your wife is already on board and she makes that known, that makes our job much easier. Amen? And so that was the encouragement I needed to pray fervently, to seek the Lord's will. And over those next few weeks, the Lord confirmed, and you know the rest of the story. We packed our bags and went to Mauritius. And something special that perhaps I haven't shared before was that when we landed in Mauritius, And we walked out of the airport and that far north Queensland heat hit our faces. Suddenly we felt at home. And I couldn't explain it. There were the cane fields as we saw in Queensland. There were the mountains descending into the ocean. Uh, There were the the mozzies as well. And that that, uh, torrential tropical rain that would come down. And in a very unique way, God made us feel right at home. Of course, the culture and the people are completely different, but their need is exactly the same. The gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And so we had probably the most exciting time in our lives, being once again in the full-time ministry. God had built up that hunger over the waiting period, that desire, and so he sent us forth once again and we enjoyed the time. But as you know, when Jeremy fell and he fractured his skull and we were in hospital, uh, God led us in that way to cause me there and then in the ICU waiting room to surrender, to surrender to even coming back as a missionary to Mauritius. I say these things to say that God deserves the glory. Amen? I was just in the right way. He led me. He did the miracles. And he continues to lead. And in that place, God took the experience of a mission trip and turned it into a calling to be a missionary. Uh, I am the least worthy to go to Mauritius to be a missionary. But God has said, this is the way I want you to go. Walk ye in it. And so thank you for praying for us. Many of you here today are the reason why we are still in the way, in the way of God's will. Thank you for encouraging us along the way. Thank you for praying for us. Uh, thank you for helping us. Uh, those of you who are dear family and friends and supporting churches, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you. And I trust that this day would bring glory to God. I would remind you that uh, it's not complicated. We just need to stay along the path of his will. And God will do the impossible as we are expecting him to do now and into the future. Thank you for letting me share these words. Thank you, Pastor.